Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Catch Up, the podcast about contemporary hip hop that discusses where hip hop has been, where it's going, and where it is. I'm Jordan Suwami. And I'm James Ratham. And we are back with another special episode, a special mailbag episode. Oh, yeah. Um, so good. So great. So I just want to thank everyone who sent us questions. We are going to read some of them. We are going to think about the things that you asked us, and then we are going to answer them. All right. Let's do it. Um, so our first question comes from Corey C. of Toronto. Scarborough. Pardon me. <laughs> uh the question is, how do we feel about the recent wave of streaming platforms censoring artists' music? Um, well, if it's, if it's in the... So the Spotify... There's like two significant contexts for this. Mm-hmm. There's... In recent... In, recent, in, recent, in recent memory. There's Spotify, which de- essentially de-playlisted certain artists who have either uh, like a damaging criminal history or violence or just behaviors that don't align with their values. And... Uh, there's YouTube, which, uh, from the pressure of uh, UK police, has re- removed certain crime videos. Mm-hmm. Um, drill, UK drill, UK drill videos. Yeah. Uh, so the Spotify, the Spotify situation. Personally, I think that, I mean, honestly, Spotify can do what the fuck they want. Yeah. They're a private company. That's true. If they don't want to have certain artists on the playlist, they're allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. It's, this is not like a meritocracy. Like yeah. play, that's not how playlists work. Um, they they did kind of mess it up though by make kind of because they they presented it as this PR move, right? Mm-hmm. Like like uh, look how great we are, look how progressive we are. We are not, you know, going to be uh, promoting these artists who especially have done violence against women. That seemed to be kind of the particular type of crime that they mm-hmm. focused on, uh, and. Uh, and I think that, you know, while it's fair to maybe like recognize them for it or like that they would want recognition for that, uh, it also opened them up to a lot of criticism and kind of, uh, I think, because realistically, there are so many artists who have done so many different kinds of things, uh, bad things maybe, that uh, it sort of who they pick and choose to promote in that way becomes pretty thorny. Mm-hmm. And and to make matters worse in the way that they did it, in addition to the announcement, is that it was like really racialized. It was all like mm-hmm. black artists. It was all hip hop artists. So I think I think that was the issue. Um, at some point, like at the eleventh hour, seems like Top Dog Entertainment, uh, Kendrick Lamar's label, Kendrick Lamar's label, other artists threatened to pull Kendrick's music and probably other artists' music from the platforms if they didn't change. If they didn't like get rid of this policy, mm-hmm. and th- I think that the label pressure is what f- caused Spotify to pull back. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. I think that. I mean, personally, I, there's. I knew when we, when this stuff was discussed in the Boosie Fade Facebook group, which if you're not in, you should join. Um, people were really upset at Kendrick. Well, Kendrick has already like caped for for X mm-hmm. uh, different points. Is a big fan of his music. Um, a lot. It seems like a lot of artists in the industry have have caped for excess intensity. Mm-hmm. On there was Kendrick, there was J Cole, it's Kanye, pretty much everyone, pretty much everyone. Yeah. Um, especially the men. Yeah, especially the men. Uh, yeah, everyone that was a man. It yeah. seemed like. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I uh, I personally, you know, I think that. 
I don't know. On on one hand, I sort of I sort of understand where the art like an artist is coming from. They're like, if you, I think I think a lot of artists are like, this is a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they're like, you know, if they're coming after this guy for this, they might come after me for something. I feel like that's yeah. the way that they're looking at it. Definitely. They're like, uh, I haven't paid. I, I'm weird with my taxes or something. Like, yeah, what yeah. do they come after me for my taxes? Like, yeah. it's like they, I think they they see it as like a bad precedent to set, mm-hmm. which I understand. That's a reasonable point. It's a I, I understand it. I don't know if it'd be my point, mm-hmm. but. It's, I mean, honestly, like, it's, I think it's within their rights to do, like, what they, what they, what they deem fit, you know? Yeah. I think, I think it would have, the the move, making, not making as big a deal about it as they did would have been the move. It would have been smart to just do it, to just remove X from these playlists, remove Kodak Black from the playlist, and, like, and just leave it at that. Yeah, exactly. If they, I think if they'd just done that, like, and even then, like, you just started kind of gradually start doing it, start phasing people out. And then, like, because that even allows you to start, say, if you want to do it to the classic rock pantheon or whatever else. You know, I mean, like, it just came out that uh, the front man of Tool has been accused of, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's, this is not just a rap thing. Um, it's, it goes across genres of where entitled men uh, prey on people. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I'm with you. I, as far as, like, the YouTube, uh, like, sort of working with the UK police to take down music, that I'm not as crazy about. I don't know if it's just because of the, the well, one, because it's, like, I guess as a way to combat gang culture, but I guess because it's, like, the government forcing a private corporation mm-hmm. to do something, there's something kind of, like, that feels naturally sketchy about that. Um I mean, I think that I I don't know enough about the nature of like gang culture in the UK to really comment on like how much how like how deep the ties are. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if I if I were to th- if say the same thing were to happen in North America, uh, it would be rap would be in a, a difficult place if <laughs> if any like gang related music uh, started getting censored off YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that YouTube would do that because they would be out billions of views. Yes, yes, honestly, literally billions, billions. Literally billions of views. Um, even I mean, literally, even if they just went on, uh, after like the small time sort of gang rap, like just subgenre, mm-hmm. like literally again in the hundreds of millions of yeah. views. It would be nice if if YouTube would ban videos of like police officers playing basketball with young black kids <laughs> uh, I, could, I could do without the, yeah. those look at these cops they're so nice yeah you, know, you know what's funny i was literally thinking about that today about how those videos are the equivalent of like when a dog is wearing sunglasses or something it's like oh the police officer's doing something you're not expecting wow isn't this, that amazing look it's at this not, police officer doing this shoot dance yeah he's not killing that child he's dancing with that child it's so amazing so yeah no i agree ban those videos <laughs> We don't need to see that. It's obscene. All, All right. right. <laughs> um, so our next question comes from Hissam from M from Toronto, who asks, what are some albums that we think are perfectly t- uh, suited to some specific activities? So uh, for me, uh, well, I think if I were ever to uh, climb a very tall mountain, I would want to listen to Meek Mill's uh Mixed first Gangster Grills mixtape, the Dream Chasers mixtape, which features the debut, uh, I believe, of 
I'm a boss. Oh, House wow. party. Classic. Uh, it's just, classic I think it's a really excellent mixtape and it gets me super hype and I think I can do anything when I'm listening to it. Mm-hmm. So if I were to be stuck on a mountain and I need to climb it, I guess is a <laughs> way to get to the top and, you know, die in some glory that I, if I, at least being lost, I, I managed to get to the top. Yeah. Uh, that's what I would listen to because it would drive me <laughs> in a caloric deficit, lost in day's state to the top. Yeah. And then as you're dying, you'll be yelled at by a man from Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I ever wanted. Um, so uh, for for me, I, ha- like I have an album. If you ever uh, go to a strip club <laughs> and see some dancers and then are motivated and you want to work out immediately afterwards, mm-hmm. there's one record you just should listen to. It's by a rapper from Houston named Beat King. Ooh. And his nickname is Club Godzilla. And this <laughs> this, uh, this uh, release is called Club God 5. And it's just like it's a mixture of like strip club party jams and just like aggressive like turn up jams, mm-hmm. and it's a really magical magical combination. So once again, if you're ever in a strip club and feel motivated afterwards to go work out, Club God Five by Beat King. There you go. Um, our next question comes from Der- Jeremy T of I think Toronto, based on this question: Fo Tian Ten or Golden Turtle? Why? So these are two faux places on the Ossington Strip, the very trendy Ossington Step Strip in Toronto, Ontario, which was formerly a Vietnamese neighborhood, uh, and the these originally one faux restaurant, and they split. It was two brothers. Yes, formerly owns. a Vietnamese neighborhood, now a Caucasian neighborhood. <laughs> and uh, so, well, I'm. It's. There's only one correct answer to this question, and it is Fotien, uh, which is uh, just a superior product, more reasonable, beautiful pink walls. It says, I love pho forever, or pho, if you're one of those people who likes to correct people on how they say words. Uh, it's, it's just better in every single way, and that's it. There it is. Yep. Uh, Ryan <laughs> R.R. of Toronto asks... Is the OVO sweatshop real, or do the workers see equal or more success giving their tracks to Drake as opposed to releasing them under their own name? A First, very good question. Great question. Yes. First of all, shout out to Triple Ryan. Yes. We appreciate you. Yes, absolutely. And all that you do and all that you contribute. Um, I think it's a really good question because ultimately, yes, the OVO sweatshop exists mm-hmm. because it is a litany of artists contributing to the work of one. Yes, and there are a lot of rumors about what you get paid for working with OVO. For example, Moji, who was going to do an intro on Views, said that Oliver offered him $500 flat as a contribution. I know <laughs> people so insulting. People who've done like tons of graphic design work for like the clothing line, who've gotten $1000 for like weeks of work for stuff that ended up in store. Uh, I wow. You know, it goes on. That is obscene. Yeah. That is capitalism. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, so this is the thing. I think that uh, personally, I, some people seem really offended by the idea that Drake takes the best records from Party Next Door or mm-hmm. Mudge Jordan or Roy Woods if he has them, like, and, and then uses them for his own gain. Mm-hmm. But I personally don't. I actually prefer it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I would much rather hear. Uh, 
a Drakeified version of a Party Next Door song 100%. than a, the Party Next Door version of that song. I was going to say 100%, but 90%. Yeah, like, I mean... There's some Party Next Door songs that Drake could not do. True. Uh, but the songs, especially the hits, like the, like, not, the not like the recognizes or something like that, like, uh-huh. which is a really, That's you right. know... I wouldn't want Drake to wouldn't do Wouldn't want recognize. Drake to do that. Yeah. Or, like... Uh, Come and see me is better as as uh, a party song. Like when mm. I usually cut it at the Drake verse, uh, but like Rihanna getting work, yeah, is it's an infinitely better song for Rihanna to have it or Sex with Me mm-hmm. uh, or uh, Legend as a Drake song uh, or as party songs. They they would be good. They just good. wouldn't be, be like Legend. Legend is an iconic Drake song. Yeah. For Party Next Door, it would be an okay deep cut on an album that you re- you yeah. may not ever listen to again. Yeah, <laughs> you no, know. I mean, Shout I, out to, sorry, Party Next Door I'm, Hive. I'm, I'm sorry to I'm upset a huge you. Party Jay, next James is a big part of yeah. Party I'm Next Door huge, Hive. Huge part of that party. Next but door. It, it, to me, it's just like I don't know. I think people there's a certain like grass is greener element of mm-hmm. just like, because they'll, it'll never be like consummated you'll never be able to actually hear the original party next door version as the only version of, of let's say a song we keep talking about party next door because it seems like it's mostly him that this happens he's doing, to. The, he's doing the best stuff he's do yes he is doing the best stuff um and i mean party is a great artist and i think uh a very important artist and at some point we will get to talk about party and specifically i'll get to talk about party and all the things i like about him but there, you know, one of the things I think that a lot of people who uh, are maybe more casually uh, interested in the music industry or don't have a lot of experience with the music industry don't realize about artists is that star power is very real and, and very few people have it. It is like you can like listen to an artist on record and they can sound like totally great, but there aren't that many artists who will just who can just like seriously transcend. Uh, the medium and have a kind of infectious energy that you know big stars have. It's just like this. You know, it, when sometimes people wonder why you know an artist say like uh, I don't know Beyonce or Lady Gaga or someone Rihanna, someone who doesn't write their own music, uh, why they get to be a star and it what they the reason they are a star apart from you know a bunch of others like maybe somewhat important reasons but in my opinion the biggest thing is star power and uh, it is just the kind of thing that gets people obsessed with these artists who want they want to live and die for them they uh, can can hold a crowd of 50,000's attention and there just really aren't that many artists who are capable of that Hmm. the next question comes from Alex W of I believe Ottawa Uh, he says that James has mentioned in a few podcasts about his belief that we're entering already in a transitionary period, a transitionary, sorry, period in rap music. What do you think the culture and sounds of hip hop will look like when we eventually leave the transitionary period? What will stay the same? Great question, Alex. Yes. Um, Thank you. It's a great question. It's not easy to answer. No. Um, Like, what I, I don't know. I mean, I I think that... um, what you will probably see is uh, a more like sort of measured or like like someone will come up with a, a style that will probably be something to do with singing a little bit and, and that will become 
they'll do it so well that that will come kind of a default. They will come and they will make songs where uh, they're doing a melody and it's like we haven't in a way we haven't really heard before. And there are people in the last couple of years who've who've kind of done that in, in small ways, but I don't think there's been like the artist. There's been artists that almost could have been that. Uh, like Kodak Black, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, obviously he's not a great person, but he's a hugely talented artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think probably Extension is kind of similar, frankly. Uh-huh. Uh, again, like they, they, they didn't, they weren't able to sort of make themselves into viable, uh, well... I don't know if it's fair to say Extension, but he definitely had the legal troubles maybe prevented him from having the true star power that and sort of setting the tone for the rest of uh, rap. Yeah. I mean, I'll say I don't think that Kodak is out of the contention of doing that. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think that what you're saying is right. And I think that for me, I think that someone is going to have a really this is like. Maybe it's a little early to call it, but I really do think that someone's going to have a really big impact on how music hip hop is going to sound in the next generation mm-hmm. is Juice World from Chicago. Mm. I think that he really, in addition to having per- seemingly perfected uh, and elevated the, the kind of like emo trap rap sound mm-hmm. of like Little Peep um, and Little Tracy. Uh, he also is has traditional rap skills in the way in the way of bars. Like mm-hmm. he has done a string of freestyles on Tim Westwood and Funkmaster Flex and a lot. And I think he did an LA Leakers one. There's one on all these different radio shows where he actually just goes in and sometimes authentically like off the top freestyling mm-hmm. and just bodies it for an extended period of time. So he has that skill and he has the ability to make like really really like incredible like emotional kind of self lacerating mm-hmm. music in the in the way that people a lot of people are really into right now and i mm-hmm. think he's super young he's 19 and i feel like he has all of the he has all the technical skills plus the intangibles mm-hmm. to actually build something that i think will last and i and i really i feel very i feel like he's going to have a big impact on on what the rest of hip hop sounds like for sure for our next question uh martina s of i believe toronto asks, is Mac Miller the best white rapper alive? Um, so, uh, um, no, I don't think Mac Miller is the best rapper, white rapper alive. Did you say Matt Miller? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's his, what's his actual name? Mac Miller. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to answer no because Paul Wall is still living. Yeah. Paul Wall is uh, H-Town legend. He's, Paul, Paul Wall's he's got a post- catalog. He's still posted up. Post it like up on ma- the block like, like a mailbox. Like a mailbox. Stanging links on the ground, putting money in my socks. Legend in the hood for gold girls and popping sills. An icon on the mic for showcasing my verbal skills. Mac, Mac Miller would never do something like yeah. that. And enough said. Yeah. All right. Uh, our next question uh, is Who are five women rappers or rap acts? That might blow up in the next twenty-four months. We're gonna—we've talked about, I think, all of these people before. So we're just gonna uh, go through them. You can go back through our old episodes, check them out yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so number Rico, one, Rico Nasty. Rico Nasty. Number two, Tierra Wack. Oh seven oh Shake. Uh, number four, City Girls. And I, you know what? She kind of had her moment in the sun. Honestly, I feel like it's almost four years ago now. It is. It literally is four That's years ago. Fucked. Uh, Dej Loaf. Um, 
she was kind of stuck in a label hell right now, and she has been for a little while, where she's just kind of, she apparently has been recording a lot of music, seems to be writing a lot of music, mm. but very few songs have made it out. She's put out some mixtapes. She put out a tape with uh, Jacquees last year, um, and she uh, ha- has a new single out with Leon Bridges that came out around uh, pr- like a lot of like the Pride weekends mm. this year. Um and it seems like it might be the first single of an of a release, but like honestly, this this stop and start thing has been happening for years. So let's let's here's to hoping that Columbia will actually put out a record for Dayslof because she deserves one. She is mm-hmm. extremely talented. You can go back to her mixtape from 2014 mm-hmm. um, and see like she has a, like she's various different types of songs that she's good at, but she's like kind of trapped. So I'm hoping that it's Dej as well. Yeah. So yeah. question from Martina asked from Toronto, Ontario. Does Drake owe Shiggy or bag or nah? So Shiggy is a social media influencer, uh, Instagram dude who created the In My Feelings dance. Like he created this, the Shiggy, do the Shiggy. Like mm-hmm. the, so this whole dance, which is like propelled uh, In My Feelings to being Drake's, I think, third number one single of this year, mm-hmm. uh, was completely propelled by this dance craze that he created, which now everyone has done a version. Will Smith, uh, your mom, your little brother. <laughs> Your cousin, probably yeah. your grandma. I'm just saying, everyone in your family. If you... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yes, it's all this all stems from Shiggy. And Shiggy recently uh, posted something on, like, first of all, Drake posted him on his Instagram to give him a shout out. And then Shiggy made a little video the other night where he pulls up on Drake and he's like, "Okay, I need that 250k now." Like, <laughs> like he's like, like put like I need the money for it. So, so does does Drake owe Shiggy a bag? This is my opinion. In my opinion. While he, in my opinion, he should give him some money. Mm, money, think, yes. Not should, like a car. Not like not some, a car. Something. Like not that. a car. What's that? <laughs> five. You should give him five hundred. Five hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, gift cards. Yeah, give, to, Best yeah, Buy. to the OVO store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Um, yeah. No. I think. I think. I think it would be a nice gesture if Drake just like gave him like a hundred thousand dollars or something like that or like that's ridiculous that's a lot of money that's a lot of money but i think that it, it would i think it would be a nice gesture if drake gave him some money ten thousand dollars that seemed like too that little seems too little fuck that's a, that's this it's is a, where the difficult thing about it is the other thing is that frankly him acknowledging that could be kind of thorny right because legally, like, legally it can open know? him up to something yeah but but what but what could he legally be open up to it's like know, you created yeah. a dance like it's not it's not like Shiggy wrote any of the lyrics on the song or had anything to do with the construction of the song. That's he just helped true. promote the song. You that's know, true. But you know. if, yeah, no, I mean, that's true. I don't know. I, I just really think that it would be a, a, a nice depending on how much money Drake has made from the song. If he would just like just give him like just give this guy like a, a little bit of money, you yeah. know, like just drop a bag in his lap, you know, and like let him feel. And then still like, you know, because right now he's already getting a lot of stuff because Drake's really putting right, Drake's like bigging him up. He's getting him more followers, which in turn does get Shiggy more money. Yeah. But I think that that there could there is a way to just like, just, you know, write a little check. Hmm. Yeah, it's not gonna hurt Drake. It's not gonna hurt Drake to write a check to to Shiggy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the week where we recommend four songs from the artists that we mentioned during this episode, and uh, some songs from them which we put on a playlist which is on Spotify and Apple Music for your listening pleasure. Um, I will start. So I mentioned earlier that I think Juice World is the voice of the future. It was really hard for me to choose a song because he's quite a few good ones out right now. But there is a new feature that he did, a new song he did that features Little Uzi Vert, who is uh, a stylistic antecedent of some sorts. Uh, 
And the two just have great chemistry and sound perfect together on a track and sound like they belong together. The song is called Wasted. And uh, Uzi really blacks out with a verse on this one, so you will enjoy that. Um, I mentioned Dage Loaf, mm-hmm. who's currently stuck in label hell. Columbia Records, what are you doing? Um, the Dage Loaf song I'm recommending is called Me, You, and Hennessy. Mm. It's a beautiful, very sensual track. Um, <laughs> song by Beat King that I'm going to recommend is not off of uh, Club God 5, but it's just another song that I really enjoy. It's called Stopped. And for me, it's like, you know, a lot of times I'll listen to like Houston rap now and some of it, some of it sounds dated. Like if you listen to new Houston rappers, but it's interesting to see how people, the people that are able to take elements of music from Houston rap in like the 2000s and meld it with contemporary stuff. And this song Stopped is a really great example of that. Uh, And... The Paul Wall song that I'm recommending is an unimpeachable classic. It is called Sitting Sideways. It's like, I've never, I've listened mm-hmm. to the song a million times and every time it's like, it still feels new to me. Mm-hmm. It, I'm never sick of hearing it. Like, so enjoy Paul Wall in his, in his glory years, his prime, uh, Paul Wall is best. Uh, <clears throat> so for my four songs, uh, I'm first going to go with uh, Meek Mill's I'm a Boss, which is uh, still probably the most uh, adrenaline-inducing rap song ever written. Um, next, I'm going to go with some hits from the OVO Sweatshop. Uh, first up is Drake's uh, Legend, which is an iconic uh, party-penned uh, anthem for Toronto. Uh, next, I'm going to go with Party Next Door featuring Drake, although usually when I'm DJing, I skip past the Drake verse. Uh, was doing it with Recognize, which is uh, just one of the best songs to ever come out of Toronto. And lastly, I'm going to give a shout out one time, because it'll only be one time, to Roy Woods for One Big Up Yourself, which has an amazing video that's in part shot or maybe totally shot in Parkdale uh, at Ali's Roadie Shop. Mm. And uh, it's just like a beautiful picture of Toronto's summer. There you have it. Those are our songs. This was our episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you to everyone who sent us questions. They were very smart and we appreciate them. Thank oh, I forgot one question. Uh, Lizzie R. from Toronto sent me a question that said, why are you such a bitch? That's James's wife. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Lizzie R in Toronto. Um, Okay. So thank you guys for listening. We appreciate all the questions. Uh, Please continue to uh, spread the word about the podcast. It really does help. I've I've, every, every week it's like I'm hearing from new people that I didn't even know listen to the podcast. So if you listen to the podcast and you haven't reached out to James and I like, please let us know. Or if you have, or if you, yes, if you have like, and you like something or you have a question, people have been hit. I've had people hit me up uh, on Twitter to comment and stuff. If you have questions about stuff that we've discussed or you want to talk to us about it, like hit us up. We're here to talk about this stuff. And uh, please keep spreading the word. If you haven't subscribed or rated or reviewed, please do that as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, it really does mean a lot. And it helps the podcast. So uh, thank you once again. And you will hear from us very soon. So have a great day and stay safe.